0: Welcome to Theatre Club. This is a special birthday edition so we thought we'd keep it just between our siblings. So I've got Oscar who has turned f*** today. I don't
1: know if we're going to tell people my age.
0: Oh sorry. I'm
1: 25 today.
0: <laughs> I'm just closed. And I'm here and that's it. It's just the two of us. Just how we like it. How it should be. Yeah exactly. Get rid of the riffraff. Do you know what? I think I might have to take out my earrings because they're a little bit jangly.
1: Yeah. Take your own off, just in case.
0: I mean business when I take these bad boys off. Let's do this. I'm rolling, metaphorically rolling my sleeves up. Right, that's one off. That's two off. So my top tip of the week is Eugenius the Musical, which is on at the other palace. This is a bring back and they've tweaked the show. They've added more songs. They've added more choreography. They've got some of the original cast, some new cast. And I was invited down to the press night and they did an acoustic set of a few of the to- title songs. It was amazing. Really? Yeah. the The premise of the show is a sort of comic book '80s nostalgia piece, and Ben Adams and Chris Wilkins introduced the night. And they had—I didn't realize this—the producer of the show is
1: Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. So he I came knew out. That, yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I knew
0: that. It was quite funny. There was a moment where they asked—they were doing like a sort of press questions—and um. It got to the end of the questions and they went, Warwick, you got any questions? And Warwick went, why is the show cost so much? <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite fun. So they had a performance by um, the two um, sort of main characters. Um, so Laurel Baldwin, who plays the love interest, sung a song and her voice is beautiful. Quite American-y, quite sort of um, pop, yeah. really clear it sent chills down me. I took a video, I'll put it up on the Instagram page and she sung with Daniel Buckley and as I was watching him, I thought, I really recognise you or your type of person and he's been in Book of Mormon. Oh, okay. So, and I just, he's very preppy looking. Yeah. Really good casting. So as well as adding new songs, they've also added new choreography and Aaron Renfrey, the choreographer, came up on stage and he taught everybody this movement that everyone does in the title yeah oh yeah yeah
1: i tweeted that video did you yeah yeah Yeah. so that was really good
0: fun and the whole the whole thing was really interesting because they were asking the um ben and chris why they made the musical what wasn't so important to them and they were saying that whenever they'd go and see musicals they'd come out and they'd think what was the best song in that? What song do we remember? What would we have done differently? And that's their thing with this show is they want every song to be memorable. They want every song to be the best. No, no boring songs, no mm-hmm. no downtime. Yeah. And I was thinking, if we, you and I made a musical, that's exactly what we'd be saying. Because yeah. we always say that, don't we? We're like, what was the song out of that that we remember the most? Yeah. And what, made, what pulled on your heartstrings? Um, so I'm actually really excited to see this now. So it opened last night at The Other Palace, and it's on for a six-week run, so it's on until the seventh of October. Okay. And we've been to see quite a few shows there. There isn't really a bad seat in the house, is there? Which no, is quite a good. Author, it's very isn't open. It? Yeah. You sit
1: on the back row, it's fine.
0: Yeah. So I'd recommend everybody go and see it. It's going to be really good fun.
1: Yeah, I've heard one of the songs from it, like the main song, um, and it's very sort of it's got that eighties rock pop, um, a bit like Jer- like a Journey song. Don't stop believing. It's got that sort of which. Yes, I, I like, that, that sort was of the
0: thing. that was the vibe.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: That's the other thing worth mentioning. They're doing a Sunday matinee, which I love. No do you? Sunday
1: matinee, yeah.
0: Three thirty on a Sunday. It's just lovely yeah, it's a nice. thing to it's do. It's a
1: Sunday afternoon, yeah. Yeah, I'm up for that.
0: Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So last night we went to see Six, oh, the God. musical. Um, it was on at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2017. It's created by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, who were both studying at Cambridge at the time. And they just put the show together, took it to Edinburgh. Did they take it to Edinburgh first or did it go to the Arts Theatre in London first? Either way, it had a couple of concert performances at the Arts Theatre. A run in Edinburgh, I think, in 2017. It's gone back to Edinburgh this year. I think reworked a bit, kind of a more professional cast. And and now it's come down to the Arts Theatre again and it's already getting amazing buzz
0: it's funny because i wasn't that i've i've seen it on what's on stage and things like that i saw the poster wasn't that fast i didn't really even look into it but jane who i live with is obsessed or was obsessed with the tudors when she was younger and so because she was leaving soon i thought oh let's take her to see this musical it sounds fun it's on a saturday night Mm. i didn't really read much about it i went in with very low expectations and my face is still hurting from how much I was smiling throughout the entire thing. It's what probably, I know I always say this, ask—it it is one of probably the best things I've seen this year.
1: It was so fun. So just to explain it to people who haven't been, the premise is The Six Wives of Henry VIII, that's why it's called Six, it's them telling their story, but it's a sort of modern six women, um, a band of four, all female again, and it kind of starts out with them presenting their story and kind of arguing over who had it the worst off out Mm. of all of Henry's wives and it's very funny the dialogue's very modern very current Mm. sort of references to online dating and apps and things like that and they're sort of they then each take song by song they each tell the story of their marriage to Henry VIII and then it kind of moves through different styles so the first song is kind of Beyonce kind of vibes. The second song was a bit Lily Allen. Mm. Um, then the other song was a sort of ballady pop ballad vibe. You know.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. You're right. That I wasn't... mean, they all had yeah. their different sort
1: of vibes to what their song was kind of not parody uh, parodying, but almost sort of homage to different music styles yes. of each song. Yeah. And then when they went to Germany, it was that German techno thing. I thought it was so clever. So they're just. Six songs, basically, string together, and then in between, they interact with each other. And I just thought the songs were so strong.
0: I like the fact that they came out, this really cool on-girl band. They introduced them all. They're wearing Tudor costumes that look like they've been designed by Little Mixes. Yeah. Cor- like, the costumes were amazing, weren't they? Sexy, but... Neo, like just I don't want to sort of give too much away in a way because yeah. I had no expectation I think that's what's really good to go in and just look at it
1: yeah Gabriella Slade did the costumes and they oh. were, it was a bit like yeah Little Mix on crack meets yeah. the Tudors yeah it was so good weren't
0: they amazing
1: yeah it just and also just from the start high energy it's 75 minutes all the way through and it's just the energy level starts at a 10 and then just stays there
0: what the I really through. loved as well is I felt that it's such a hard thing to put your finger on, but you know when you see a group of performers that are so comfortable with each other? These mm-hmm. look like actual friends. It's probably because they've done the show so many times, but they just worked so well together. They never stopped looking at each other, knowing where each other was when they were dancing. Yeah, that's true. I really they were fa- really cohesive. They were, weren't they? It didn't look like they'd cast it. It looked, I thought they'd probably all started at Cambridge Uni and taken it on. But actually, now that you've told me that they've got new people in, I'm surprised. I I thought they'd been together forever.
1: No, I think the original cast was Girls from Cambridge, I think, or maybe it was just Creative Team. But this year, they've got professional West End actresses in because their voices were really phenomenal. Weren't they? Really unique and different solo but when they harmonized really strong they were basically just like an amazing girl group yes. all individual like Spice Girls or something yeah all had their individual thing but then gelled together perfectly in their harmonies choreography
0: the singing was the best thing about like the singing is amazing
1: yeah and the songs are really good you know they're actually proper sort of catch you know those could be pops those could be Little Mix songs I yeah. think some of them they were sort of catchy enough and the lyrics were really funny there's some really good sort of
0: I liked the one about, what was the wife that um, her portrait was painted and he saw it and then when she... That
1: he- is, we need Jane here, she knows all this. Anne of Cleves, I want to say. Anne of Cleves. Who- and so in her
0: her song, she's like, just because I didn't look like my profile picture.
1: Oh yeah, that was so clever. Because <laughs> yeah, the, the original story is he had a portrait painted of this German princess and liked the portrait, so brought her over to England to marry her. When she got there, apparently she was really ugly <gasps> Um so yeah that was super clever. Yeah. And it was just clever how they twist how they presented their own stories and kind of made it modern mm. into you know it's very fits in with the whole me too movement feminism. Mm. I thought they did that really in a really clever way.
0: I also like the fact that the script whoever did whoever wrote the script for this there wasn't too much girls shouting over each other. There were moments where mm. they were, there were a bit squabbly. But on the whole, it was storytelling. It wasn't yeah. just like, no, you bitch, I got this. I, I had it worse. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't yes. too much of that.
1: And it was really funny. I thought some of the like, script was really funny. And some, just some funny references to the Reformation and, you know, all the sort of yeah. history of it put in in a really funny way mixed with modern pop culture.
0: What a great night out. What a great night out! It's basically
1: it is a concert, isn't it? Yeah, that's the kind of premise of the show—is the Six Wives of Henry VIII putting on a concert, and it is just like a great concert.
0: Do you know what I was thinking? You know how like Madeline does that thing sometimes when she's. So into something, she she kind of starts dancing a bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. I thought if Madeline was sitting here now, she wouldn't have been able to contain herself in that first song, that kind mm. of Beyoncé song. Madeline would have been up.
1: And people, the the audience vibe was amazing. It's very young audience, and people right from the beginning were sort of like at a concert. There were just moments where people just sort of yeah shouting out in a good way, I mean the
0: standing ovation at the end lasted you could see the this the, they were like the cast were kind of shocked a bit it wouldn't mm. stop people wouldn't stop clapping and it
1: was loud la- it was you know that yeah. level that picture because they would set their energy level so high and it's a concert vibe the reaction back that they get from the audience is equal to that so yeah. it's like you're at a concert totally. and that's all because of because of what they're putting out yeah and they're getting it back
0: I really think if people, I think everyone should go and see this show. And I think you should go on a Friday or a Saturday night, have a drink Mm. before you go in. It's an hour and 20 minutes all the way through.
1: I just think it's so much fun. I just want to tell everyone I know basically to see it because it's such a fun night out. I don't think, you know, it's even if you don't like theatre, it's not even necessarily theatre. It's like it's a music. It's a gig. It's a theatre show. It's a history lecture. It's everything.
0: So it's on at the London Arts Theatre. Everybody go and see this. We paid twenty two pounds fifty for our tickets. Twenty one pounds fifty. Twenty one pounds fifty. It's so a
1: really small theatre, so yeah, we're in the up in the balcony. But I mean, it's we're you so close.
0: Sit anywhere; it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I absolutely. It's oh, it's so much fun. I just want everyone to see it.
0: Go 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 go.
1: And then it's touring.
0: Something. So after London, it goes to Kingston Rose Theatre. Then it's down to Southampton. Then it's at uh, Manchester, and then it finishes in. Glasgow.
1: Back to Scotland.
0: Back to Scotland. Yeah right.
1: so much fun. I mean I really 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 recommend it.
0: So what else have we got to talk about that we've been to see?
1: I've been I saw a couple of things without you guys. I saw a Monster Calls which is now finished. Oh at, at the old Because it was one of those things I kept everyone kept saying it's so good everyone kept saying you know you see on Twitter everyone's crying so I am really glad that I went to see it and I went to see it the night after we saw The King and I mm. and it was so different. The King and I was a very slick and very traditional theatrical production. And this was very kind of modern, a really sparse set. They just used a lot of simple props. It was kind of one of those really um the direction Sally Cookson, but then it also says devised by the company. So it was a very collaborative. organic, collaborative thing. And it used a lot of physical theatre a lot of just kind of simple but effective techniques so it was a very different theatrical kind of thing to go and see the very next day I mean I really liked that and it had an incredible live band um yeah it was great it's based on the children's book which I don't know you probably haven't read it and they've made a film version of it and it's kind of a kid's book but one of those ones that's about something more serious it's about grief his mum is terminally ill
0: oh yes
1: and he's basically, it's trying to, him trying to deal with it. And then there's a magical element of this kind of monster, which is like a tree outside the house coming to him and telling him these different fables. And obviously it's all about kind of him coping with grief, basically. I would have been this. crying
0: through the whole thing, Oscar. I
1: mean, it was really sad. Some At the end, I could hear someone, like, as the sort of lights were down, in a row, like, sobbing, like, yeah. actually, like...
0: <laughs> so it was really emotional, Aww. but it was
1: really, really good. They, Do you
0: think it will transfer?
1: well it already has come from the Bristol Old Vic oh. and then it went to the Old Vic so I don't know where it would go after it's a sort of thing that would do really well touring because especially like young people going to see it it's one of those things that would you know really spark your interest in theatre because you can see how with some ropes yes. and chairs you can create a monster you can
0: yeah
1: so it's one of those things that kind of it's very imaginative it had a live band that were really cool um Benji Bauer I think the composer's called so it's just these two guys and it's very sort of modern score. So using like loops and echoes and, Ooh. you know, instruments, violin, piano, drums, all this sort of stuff to create a sort of a bit uh, filmic, like a score. So it created a sort of mood soundscape
0: enhanced. Mum would have loved this.
1: Yeah, it's very, very theatrical, very physical theatre. Cool. So it was really, 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 oh, really I'm good.
0: Sh- it's a shame I missed that.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad I saw it, actually. And then what did I see after a Monster Calls? Oh, I saw Home, i Darling, which you were going to come to and then couldn't because you were away.
0: Oh, that's such a shame because I and love Schnell... the actress that's in that, Catherine... Catherine
1: Parkinson. Yes. It's really, really good, actually. That was a really fun play. That's just about to finish this week. So basically, the kind of premises they it opens and it's just the set was really cool, like a 1950s house. You know, you can see the bedroom, bathroom upstairs, the two, you know, like a cross section mm. of a house and the sort of 50s music comes on and she's preparing him breakfast and... They sit down, it's all very 1950s sitcom, like, aren't we so happy together? And then he goes to work and then the sort of joke of the first scene is she then pulls out a laptop and you realise it's modern day. Oh. And then sort of as the play goes on, you realise that they you know how people are really into the 50s? You yes. see people that dress 50s, the 50s hairstyle, the polka dot dresses. You know, that's kind of very in, this yeah. nostalgia for the 50s. That's sort of their thing and they sort of escalated to the point where... They've redesigned their whole house together to look 50s. She goes out shopping and buys all the shopping and then comes home and tips it all out of the containers into, so that nothing looks modern. So the bag of flour, she'll tip into a little old 1950s jar that says flour. Oh. She's basically keeping her whole life 50s. She's quit her job. She took forced redundancy so she could stay at home and be a 50s housewife. And then throughout the play, you see how that, that isn't isn't really working. It's not sustainable. You can't do it. So just really interesting issues of, you know, feminism and that that way of living. And the mum is the total opposite. And that's probably why her daughter's gone this way, that mm. she grew up in a sort of feminist commune. Mm. So when the mum comes around, she's the sort of voice of, why are you doing this? And she has an amazing speech in the second half where she's like, you weren't even in the 50s. She's like, let me tell you about the 50s. And she's like, firstly, it was freezing. She was like, basically from October to April, you were freezing cold in any room in the house apart from one metre in front of the fireplace where it was boiling hot. So, you know, all that stuff of like, it was just awful. Like, actually, it was horrible. You didn't know what your husband was doing. You had no control, no power. Yeah. And in the place she has cut, because she's cut herself off, from the modern world, you see what the drawback of that is. Really good, and the acting was incredible. Um this week the main actor though who plays her husband was indisposed. So the artistic director of the National Theatre, Rufus Norris, had to step in and play play his role. Yeah, and he's I mean I think he's a trained actor, but he hasn't he's been a theatre director for a long time. He directed London Road that we saw there and he's now the artistic director after Nicholas Heitner left. And so I guess he knew the play. He might have even directed it, actually. Um,
0: imagine being in that crisis meeting yeah can you imagine who's gonna do this yeah so
1: he literally had to step in and play the husband
0: that's cool last night
1: yeah that's kind of cool but yeah that was a really good play but that's um i'm
0: really sad that i missed that
1: you would have liked it the music was really cool like the set changes in between the sort of characters came on and doing 1950s swing dancing and moving the set around
0: oh there was
1: some really really good stuff so yeah home on darling is now finished 5th of september finished it was all sold out i managed to get a return returns I think when I got the tickets
0: mm.
1: um and last show I've been to see which I saw right before we saw six I did a theatre double bill was I went and sat for three and a half hours and watched the <laughs> Lehman trilogy also at the National Theatre and that was incredible oh really really good it was written by um Stefano Massini an Italian um playwright and it was this five hour play um it was on in Paris and then I think
0: that's um, just indulgent, Oscar didn't yeah five think? hours
1: Paris and then Rome. I think it was on. So it's now been adapted, basically by um, Ben Power. Has done a British adaptation. He's cut it down to three hours, three hour long acts, and then intervals in between. So it's about three hours twenty. Sort of like an opera then. Yeah, Um, and it's directed by Sam Mendes. Ooh. Um, and
0: this is at the National?
1: Yeah, it's in the Littleton. So it's in rep at the Littleton, which means so it's sharing the stage. So it'll do a couple of, like, a little run of performances. It might do like Thursday to Saturday and then not be back for another week. Oh, okay. So you have to look on the website to see when it's on, basically. And it's just, it's a three-hander. It's Simon Russell Beale. Love him. Ben Miles and Adam Godley. Mm-hmm. Do you watch The Crown? No, I need oh, to. Okay. Is he well, in The yeah, Crown? Yeah. Ben Miles is in The Crown. Adam Godley, you're recognised from all sorts. He's huge actor so basically three phenomenal actors telling the story of the lehman brothers who jewish um, german jewish family who one brother went to america and then two others joined him set up a fabric shop in alabama in 1844 and this is a story of how they went from this fabric shop to the lehman bank which was one of the hugest banks in the world and then basically started the domino effect that caused a financial crash you know, within a day, they were the first bank to basically go bankrupt. Really? That, yeah. So when the whole financial, all the stock market crashed, basically, they were the bank that, you know, they've been around forever. One of the biggest banks globally suddenly crashed. Oh. So yeah, this, it starts in the, the set's incredible. It's like a big, cube, modern office building and it starts with the financial crash. You're hearing on the radio that it's happened. There's a cleaner putting everything in boxes to pack up. And then it flashes back to 1844, the three actors come on, and then it's them telling this story. And it's all set in the office in this cube. And then they use the boxes, the packing boxes, to as props, basically. So they'll build towers. Don't, or but they'll... you're
0: doing spoilers. What that's a spoiler. Want... Isn't it?
1: No, that's just, that's basically, so I'm just saying they're in the same costumes the whole time. Ah, it's just them telling the story. It's like a fable. So,
0: do they play multiple characters, or do they yes, just...
1: they do, and it, it's done in a really interesting way. So, it's not like they play them as in they, you know, they're in the same costume. It's like you know when you tell a story to a child and you do the voices. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but obviously because they're such phenomenal actors, just with a change of voice and a pop, you know, they'll turn the collar up or they'll put the hat, a different hat on mm. or they'll wrap the jacket around to so it suddenly looks like a dress. Mm. And with these small nuanced detailed inflections then you're suddenly like in one sense they're totally that character you're like oh mm. simon russell Beale is now a 19 year old southern belle i know and yet and then the next minute he'll suddenly snap back out of it to continue telling a different part of the story so uh, yeah and one time they completely inhabit it but at the same time they're not ever completely in the character because they're the narrators they're telling the story mm. It's so good.
0: Simon Russell Bill's brilliant, isn't he? I love him. Those
1: three actors are just incredible to watch. It's one of those things where, yes, three hours is quite a long time. The seats aren't super comfortable in the Littleton. I was getting a bit like, but at the end of it, you're like, wow, you've just seen these three actors take you on this three hour journey.
0: I think Simon Russell Bill's one of those people that you should see.
1: Yeah, you have to. Do you
0: know what I mean? He's one of those people that, like, I always think this about when Prince came to London, I'll never forgive myself for not getting tickets. To
1: go see Prince, yeah. yeah.
0: And there are certain actors that you just have to see.
1: Yeah, and this is the show to see him in because it's just him, well, him and two other actors just.
0: And when you on see a proper. Like, I remember seeing Helen Mirren in um, Phaedra at the National Theatre. Mm. When you see that you think, I'm so Because you can see so lucky, a film, yeah. you can see you know, Simon Spill's in a lot of films now, but to actually see somebody acting yeah. live like that, it's unforgettable, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's really something something incredible. To I witness, thought that this had sold out. It has sold out, but you can get day seats. Oh, so you, what you did? No, I booked mine early. Oh. But if you want to do day seats, you get them from nine thirty, you have to go and queue. Okay and they're only 15 quid, or you try Friday Rush, but that's quite difficult, that can get quite jammed up, that website, so day seats, but I mean, it's on, it's till on the 20th. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's
0: on for a while, and it's on at weekends as well, so maybe I'll just go down and queue up in the morning.
1: Because it's in rep, yeah, it's on for a while, it's not on all the time, so you've got to check what day, you can't do day seats every day, obviously.
0: Yeah. Right, so the next thing we've got coming up is Dance Nation at the Almeida Theatre.
1: I don't know anything about this one. This was just one of those ones we pre booked in their season, wasn't it? Um but so yeah, really... we'll have
0: a review of that coming up next yeah, episode. That'll be in the next one. And we will also be able to talk about you're going to see something at the King's Head. Oh yeah, what am
1: I going to see? Oh I'm going to see that Hamilton Lewis, but that might not be I might not have seen that when we podcast together next. Oh really? I think I'm going to go see that afterwards. But oh. that's the um the Hamilton parody based on the life of like <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, the racing car driver. That's also come down from Edinburgh, so I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be silly. Fun. Oh, did you see Lin-Manuel Miranda went to the Celtic Playhouse for the final performance of Bring It On?
0: No! The cast. No! Yeah.
1: How cool is that? And we
0: weren't there.
1: I know, that would have been a good night to go. Imagine if you just sat in that boiling hot theatre. <laughs> he could have used my fan that I took.
0: What was your fan? Oh, yeah, I remember
1: I was a fan Well, I
0: still maintain it was my fan. It's my fan. But Mum bought us both one, and I kept mine, and you lost yours, I thought. No. Mine, I remember mine was spread out, and I had it on two nails above my bed. Yeah, and you took it for me. No.
1: this
0: I is ha- my fan. Are you sure? Yes. Hmm.
1: I know which fan is mine and which fan is not. <laughs> anyway, Limam Miranda was there. Because did you see? Um, he was at Hamilton with Prince Harry. Yes, and Meghan. I saw.
0: That's kind of cool, kinda cool
1: that he went down to the Playhouse. How amazing for the cast to meet. Liman really and cool. Miranda. And I'm sure he loved the production. Can it's very different than when p- it was on in Broadway. It's a really different.
0: Imagine being in the press department at the Playhouse and getting that call. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. Maybe he just bought his Maybe own ticket. Maybe he just showed up. Maybe just showed up.
1: But I think, you know, for anyone who didn't see Bring It On and told everyone to go see that because that was so much fun, Six is the new Bring It On in terms <laughs> of a show, high energy, high fun. Mm. So Six is the show to go and see. And you've got till the beginning, October 13th, to go see Six.
0: Can't urge people enough.
1: No. Um... And yeah, until next time, follow us on our Twitter at Theatre Club Pod, Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast. We'll put some more pictures up of the Eugenius press launch you went to. And we're
0: going to go to see Eugenius and we'll give you a review of it. Oh yeah,
1: hopefully maybe we'll have that by the next one or maybe the one after that.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: Um, But until then, thanks for listening on my birthday.
0: Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.
0: And it's at the other place. It opens tonight. At the palace. Oh. No. So it opened last night at the other place. So that's Saturday. At palace. Every time. So it opened last night at the other place and. At yeah. <laughs> the palace. <sighs> oh god. We shouldn't have started drinking this early.